Welcome everyone to episode 14 of AfroLit. I'm your host Bobo and I'm with the beautiful Aqua. Hi, we are back so soon. Six episodes away from episode 20. It's really, really, really a blessing. I know. So what are we doing for episode 20? How are we going to celebrate? Well, that's on your budget since you're an Instagram famous now. Wow. Or you've been Instagram famous and I still don't have a trip to Tahiti. So until that happens. No, I'm waiting on my sugar daddy. Just wait on it. Wait on it. Wait on it. No, you are definitely in these streets, fam. We need the, we need all the receipts. We need all the, what is it? Um, <laughs> you know the money. Where's the re- wow? I need my be friends with African be with Africans. Be I need my reparations. That's what I wow. need. Uh, you've been in these streets way too long. Where's my trip? Wow, wow, wow! I'll remember Kiss my this. Kiss my However, welcome again, you beautiful people. Thank you all for the. Thank you all to those of you who have been staying with us. I we know. appreciate every click every subscribe every play every all review. of you and if you haven't already please review us on the itunes store yes we'd love to know what you're enjoying what makes you love afrolit what makes you afrolit so let us know and as another bonus we are working together with full moon festival so you guys get tickets 20 percent off they're like 40 dollars, guys it's awesome if you just use the code Afrolit, and it's Vic Mensa. Who else? Kalela. Yeah. Just all, all these cool awesome artists. people on Governor's Island on Saturday, July eighth. So we'll see you there. Don't forget to use the code Afrolit to get twenty percent off. Fam, twenty percent. It's gonna be, it's gonna it's be, gonna so be amazing. amazing. Serve some looks. Right. Find bay. Right. It'll be summer. Everyone will be looking cute. Right. See you at Governor's Island. But let's jump right into our episode. So in honor of Pride Month, happy Pride Month to everyone. Happy Pride. Um, We're going to be talking about queerness and sexuality. Oh, okay. So let me just jump right into our very first question. Equa, how do you identify? What are your pronouns? I am, well, my pronouns are she and her, mm-hmm. and I am a straight black woman. All right, all I right. I think that's, yeah, <laughs> just a straight yeah. black woman. Okay, cool, okay. <laughs> and um, for you, what are your pronouns, and how do you identify yourself? Yeah, I'm she, her as well. Um, I'm also a cisgendered woman, except I'm pansexual. Um, so I'm not straight. See, okay, let's break it down right from there. What does yeah. cisgender mean? I know, I know, I went to a very liberal arts college. For yeah. those who know, the new school. But <laughs> I actually never asked what asked what cisgender. Cisgender is just it's like the opposite of transgender. So you identify oh. as a man, or man or woman. Oh, and okay. Yeah, that's okay. how you express yourself, I and see. that's how you identify. Yeah. I see. So, so we're everyone, both cisgender. Yeah, women. we're both cisgender women. Word. Okay. Um. So yeah, that was our quick queer lesson of the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm learning something new every single day. Yeah. Um. So. What's our first question? I mean, I just wanted to know, so you identify, so pansexual, what does pansexual mean? Oh, yeah, um, for those, also, I feel like me being pansexual goes straight, goes hand in hand with me being a sapiosexual. I think, 
like the older I've gotten, the more it's made sense. Okay. So a sapiosexual is someone who is attracted romantically and slash or sexually to intelligence. I hope you guys have a notebook because I wish I had a notebook right yeah. now. Yeah. I really don't know what any of these terms are. Oh, yes. Word? I mean, I've seen them on Instagram and everyone's like, yeah, you know, you, like, you see those cute illustrations where like a girl is like licking a brain and it's like, oh yeah, I'm sapiosexual. And it's Lol. like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's me on a first date, so right. I'm a sapiosexual. Um, so let's discuss. Um, yeah, sapiosexual is someone who is intellectually or I mean, sorry, not intellectually, is someone who is romantically or yeah. sexually attracted to intelligence. So only intelligence. I mean, no, not I mean, bro. I have other requirements. <laughs> My requirements are 10 pages long. But no, that is for me, in order for me to be romantically attracted to someone or even sexually attracted to someone, I need to find them very, very intense. And for me, intelligence is just like being able to think outside of societal norms, being self-aware, okay. like, you know, being able to have right. cultivate original thoughts. If you can't do that, like, don't slide into my DMs. <laughs> Don't breathe my. Don't even look in my general direction. <laughs> is what it means to be safe and sexual. The police need to be on you, fam. Because the way that you just have you laid it down. <laughs> don't look at me wrong. Don't look at me really, if though, because we'll square up. Um, <sighs> and then pansexual. Yeah. So basically, being pansexual just means that okay. I'm attracted to. Whether you're straight, queer, cisgender, transgender, bi, anything that you are, like, I'm about it. So, yeah, basically, like, gender just doesn't really play much of a role in my romantic or sexual attraction. I see. It's just, like, I'm down for the cause. That's probably the worst definition, but that's just like how your I live definition. It out. Okay, yes. that's your definition of pansexuality. Yeah, right. How's it been being? Because I remember we were talking once, and you were telling me that you feel like queerness is now like the in thing. Definitely, especially because I think we both work in creative spaces. Mm. But I will say that this is not in any offense. Just as like a <laughs> disclaimer, this yeah. is not in any offense <laughs> to say that. Oh, because it's a trend like I feel uncomfortable no I honestly could care less like I think sexuality to me is like the thing that I least think about yeah because it's just like if you're gay if you're straight however you want to identify like that is your thing and that's like your business and I have no right in prying I wish the government felt the same way that I did about that but we'll get to that if only men thought like I know so For me, it's just, I've just noticed how whenever I, like, you know, as I introduce myself, being that I am straight, I do feel like sometimes there are, like, pansexual or even, like, queer people who automatically assume that I may be judging them, Mm -hmm. and then they get very, like judgmental towards me because I'll even paint a scenario once where there was a queer girl in my class and she we ended up being in a group project together Mm. and I think we were just talking about because the group that we were studying was also like a group that helps facilitate things for black um like people within the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And I think I made... I don't know. I mean, I can't remember if my comment was problematic or not. 
I apologized <laughs> in the end. But she got super defensive at the fact that I said that, oh, like, you know, everyone's queer now. And oh, okay. yeah, and like, you know, like kind of like shrugged it off. Like, yeah, like who cares? Like everyone's queer now. So she kind of just, I could already just from body language and like just yeah, like you tension. Felt like she was done. Yeah, she was uh, really upset that I had said that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, just have now, I've just noticed that like immediately when I do like state or if people come to find out that I'm not queer or I'm not, I'm just straight (laughs) they're automatically are like oh okay you know yeah i'm that type of person so i've just i've just wondered like okay why i mean i grew up in new york city for practically my whole life Mm -hmm. so i really when i say i don't care like i don't unless it's like a person has been harmed because of their sexuality yeah like that's when it's a problem to me but if you want to kiss a guy kiss a girl like i could really care less yeah you know I feel that. and so i've just wondered like why is it that you know people like i would like to say that the lgbtq community in like the world of like you know the world just being so like fixed on like having straightness as the norm mm. like people like i would expect the LGBTQ community or people to be, like, more accepting and, like, not automatically kind of judgmental based on the fact that yeah. I'm straight, you know? I get that. I think it it stems from just a place of, like, they feel, they've been feeling oppressed by straight people in some... Actually, no, it's not that queer people have felt oppressed by straight people. I think queer people have felt oppressed by just heteronormativity as a whole and just like just societal structures that continue to tell queer people that you are other you're not the norm but like you I've just always grown up in like just very liberal like I've never once in my life been anywhere where queerness was like oh my gosh how was, was like South Africa? Like when you went I to mean, South Africa, did it not matter? Or I mean, in bruh, like queer people had rights before black people in oh, South Africa. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's how they feel. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> as far I did as not like, know that yeah. history lesson. Literally, gay rights were enacted years before black people had rights. So that's Whoa. how white people feel. Yeah, but I don't know. I find that um, just growing up, I've just had the most diverse upbringing. Like, I feel like I'm just unable to think that anyone yeah. is other. Like, I, th- I feel like I'm at the point where nothing surprises me. Nothing has me shook. Oh, yeah. You know, like if a Republican walks in right now and is like, I hate all niggas. And I think all black people are trash and all queers. Like, I'm just so unmoved. I'm just like, yeah, yeah okay. you're another human being that exists on the spectrum of trashness. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, I just think that it's never been anything that's been other for me. Did you feel like any sort of way, and I mean, if we think about like this like election or this past election, like when Trump got inaugurated, I feel like on Twitter there was kind of this divide between like within the LGBTQ community of like how like oppressed they've already been. So it's like not really that different than like what's already been yeah, going on. I agree. Whereas there's like other people who are like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so terrible. Like, 
you know, because Mike Pence has made, the vice president of the United States has made, like, really severe, like, strict comments of, like, what he wants to do to people who Mm. are homosexual. And so it's just, like, did that personally have any effect on you? I tell you, I was so unmoved. I mean, I'm unmoved just because I think now I'm just numb to the bullshit. Oh, okay. Like, I feel like you could literally walk up to me and be like, I want to kill you. I hope you die. And I'll just be unmoved because at this point, there's just so many forces and societal structures that continuously tell black people or just people of color, but especially black people that tell women, that tell queer people that you are insufficient. And I guess I take all of those boxes. Yeah. So like that's just that's just what it is. <laughs> like the sky is blue, and people do not accept us. But wow. it's chill. So I don't know how did how did you feel? I like, mean, I personally a, like I like as I want to consider myself as an ally. Mm-hmm. I just felt like wow, like okay. I think it was more like I noticed if you want to pull the race card that like black people black people within the LGBTQ community were like totally unfazed, whereas white people within the LGBTQ <laughs> yeah, community yeah like that's just how we were so point. shook and so it was yeah. just like but I've I've always noticed that there's like a huge divide of race within like the LGBTQ. yeah even with politics in general I just find yeah. that whenever some bullshit oppressive shit happens yeah white women are shook. And black people are like, well, it's another casual Tuesday. The right. The sky is still blue. <laughs> like, we're still you know, living. I just think like, we're so... Yeah, I just think we're so used to it at this point. But also, another thing that I think informs my politics as far as queerness is just, like, I just don't think it's confined to gender and sexuality. Oh, I actually okay. think it, like, transcends... I think it's, like, a concept that encompasses just being other... And I think if you're black, then, and this is where my controversial opinion comes in, but I think, yeah, if you're black, then to a certain degree, you are queer just by virtue of being, you know, of being other from white, heteronormative, cisgendered norms, you know? Okay, but then, like, what about black people that, like, are with, like aren't with their gen aren't dating or aren't romantically attracted to their own gender. So like for me, someone like yeah. me, like I'm not attracted. Yeah. To so yeah, women. you're not. So like, like how does that make me queer? Just so yeah. So just by virtue of being, being black. Uh, so like the idea of straightness. I mean, not straightness. The idea of just like heteronormative heteronormativity in general mm-hmm. is just very white it's very colonial it's very mm-hmm. eurocentric mm-hmm. like it didn't come from us and it was it was just this idea that like this is the standard and everything else that's not that mm. is other and mm-hmm. i just think that idea is a like white supremacist yeah idea and so anything that's why i'm saying like just doesn't really have much to do with your sexuality or your gender oh okay. so yeah no you're not that's why. So yeah, what I'm not saying is that every single person who's black, black is, is queer. attracted to their same sex. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just think that just by virtue of being 
um, an underrepresented or like oppressed group, you are queer. But that, yeah, that's like a whole. So, other. like, do you think like you know like Asians and yeah. like? I mean, there's air. levels to it as well. Yeah, that's why it's like a whole because <laughs> it's like obviously like a black person. It's like the term people of color is just problematic. But, you know. <laughs> Levels, I feel levels. like it's only said by like non-black yeah. people of color. Like people of color who are non-black use p- people of color, but people who are black use black. That's because we know like family yeah. lives are not the same. Exactly. But a question for you though: Do you feel like queerness is un-African? Because we're both African. I know. But how do you? Feel? I definitely don't think it's un. I don't think like that term is like it can be something like un or i feel mm. like the term un-african cannot be associated with queer or no actually i think the term un-african mm. like doesn't exist in like the realm of queerness in the sense that like if you already consider yourself other like right. african is like the lowest of that other totem pole you know what yeah. i mean so like wow, it's that's like so real. we it's will so tragic. i know like we are like we really at this point in time in our lives like i feel like we need all the more armies so like we're not going to separate Yo. from you based on the fact of your sexuality of course like the older generation will probably look down upon it but i feel like the older generation only looks down upon it is because they're coming out of a place of fear because they know that like usually like people who are very open about their sexuality whether it's even in like promiscuous ways or not like like women who are like prostitutes or like Mm. men who like like other men and stuff like that um they really look down on it based on the fact just being fearful you know like they're afraid that like you know if people were to find out like reputation or if people were to find out like their loved one gets killed and stuff like that but at this point in time i definitely do not like i i believe that queerness in a sense is african in the sense that we are all so other and so if you're african but you identify as queer like the more the merrier if you're willing to fight against like the struggles that are literally oppressing us and like literally taking like our own resources then like let's fight like you know let's like fight towards that goal versus like fighting amongst each other on like the fact that oh like you're you're not straight like why i just don't understand like how can you be part of an oppressed group and be judging another group that's if anything i would feel like you have empathy for the other group i so feel like for me why, the why only have this divide way that it comes up is when whether they're black or whatever race they try to equate this like the struggle of being african of being dark skinned of being black mm. to like their own like struggle as like a gay person in the sense that i've heard people make comments of oh the civil rights movement is just as like impactful or is like equal to like my struggles for like equating the gay (laughs) rights movement and like that i completely utterly cannot stand with at all because there's no way that you can equate being like bitten by dogs sprayed down with like yeah. fire hydrant yeah. water all on based on the fact of your skin color oh whereas yeah. if you are gay if you are lesbian if you are whatever and of course this is directed to those who are not black 
like within the LGBT community, like you can easily to protect your own safety say that you aren't gay exactly. or That's say that you aren't lesbian or you know you can protect that. yourself i mean i think for trans women they probably fall into that same realm whether they're white or black with like us just because like some features or things are more noticeable exactly. but if you can hide you can hide your like what is it um the, your specific characteristic, then of course it's not equal to the same struggle as a civil rights movement. Thank you, because you can't strip off your blackness. You can't. You can't like Rosa Parks off. literally was yeah. told like to move to the back of the bus because of her skin tone. That and that's what I tell people. Like yes, I am pansexual, but also know that I use my cisgendered privilege to my straight passing privilege let me call it that yeah every day because like why do i need to be oppressed by one more thing i mean you would especially because i'm very i have the privilege of being very very feminine like i look very feminine i carry myself in a very feminine way i express myself in a very feminine way and i don't know if that's social conditioning or if that's truly who i am but i guess like who cares anyway <laughs> but it's like at the end of the day the fact that i'm straight passing get, puts me at such a huge advantage or just i don't know i just have so much more privilege than a trans woman yeah you know? of course and like i think you I just, just have think to recognize to, that yeah like why is it so hard to understand nuances yeah i yeah and that's what i can't stand within like or at least the people that do try to equate this because I feel like there's no point in equating the struggle just like know that we are all struggling <laughs> you exactly. know like yes there's levels to these struggles but like we are all struggling right. and so like if you have an opportunity to like assist or help someone who el- someone else who is struggling like yeah like just do it help yeah just help like don't try to like because i feel like in a way by equating the struggle it's like condescending to another you know because mm. it's like it's not giving it that type of like level and credibility that it deserves because yeah. by like saying that you know the gay rights movement is just as strong as like the or just as like impactful and like deadly as the civil rights movement is like been like literally like um what is it decreasing or like diminishing the value of like the people who did die right for that movement that's real and that also i agree with you but i also do think that all of these struggles are interconnected which goes back to my belief that like queerness transcends sexuality and gender because i feel like Queer people will never be free until women are free, and women will never be free until black people are free, and black people will never be free until every, you you know, like, (laughs) we all need, if if there is one thing missing from the equation of social justice, like, no one is free, fam. Wow. And so, yeah, but speaking of trans people, (laughs) let me bring up Chimamanda. So... So, Chimamandia Ngozi Adechie uh-huh. was interviewed. I believe it was a BBC interview. Right? Oh, was it? Yeah. I can't remember exactly who interviewed her, but she was interviewed by a non black POC. No, I'm kidding. By a white <laughs> woman. And the topic of trans women came up. Right. And. All in all, basically, to kind of cut to what she did say is that she said trans women are trans women. And that by equating 
and correct me if I'm wrong, Bobo, by stating that, like, they lived as a man and, like, had that privilege of growing or living as a man mm-hmm. cannot and should not be equated to the struggle that women who were born women have or mm-hmm. had. And to an extent, I agree with her. Just because it's not necessarily to say that trans women are not a part of the struggle. Mm-hmm. They are, but it's like their struggle is not you like it's unique to like my own struggle right you know and i think that when we recognize that their struggle is their struggle it can be given the proper like attention and like deliberation and like Mm. the proper agency to like be solved the same way that women's rights and black women's rights need its own agency and need to be solved and all of that yes can fall within women's rights but i women's rights but i don't think that we should like equate them to being together if that makes sense i say yes and no i do think that there's a difference between the experience of a trans woman and a cisgendered woman yeah however both are still women right and i think where she where she got it wrong was that she says that once you make the change from being a man into a woman, yeah. like that will affect your life. But I think what she's getting wrong is that you don't change from being a man into a woman. You are always a woman. You now, all you do now is you've changed the skeleton, not the skeleton, you've changed the flesh to match the psychology of it, you know? So you were always a woman. You just didn't feel like you, you know, like Caitlyn. Actually, let me not. Yeah, no, we're no, <laughs> no. Beep. You know when you like yeah. you say a curse word on TV. Yeah, you just <laughs> beep. beep. I think that's where she got it because I think she she was talking under the assumption that you were once a man and now you're a woman. So therefore, but it's but like, like no, you're just you're. But it's the same with I think it's the same I with like know. black woman and white woman. Like we were all. I mean, it's not the same, but, like, just to draw a parallel, we were all once women. But, yeah, the issues are different. But at the end of the day, like, we're all women. Not to say that we should now um, minimize trans women's issues and, like, clump them in with ours. Like, yeah, we should... Yeah. We should be able to identify that, like, you are trans, and so you face these set of problems. I don't know because I'm not trans. But we should also not be like, well, you're not quite... Because that's a lot of people's argument. Is that's, that like, yeah, you know, I get that. Man, so you'll never actually know what it... But actually, no, you will actually know what it is to be a woman. Because you've always been a woman. I feel like yes and no. I feel like this is when it becomes more of a case-by-case thing. Because if we mm-hmm. did bring up that beep, you know, <laughs> that we're not going to mention. Because, like, she... I don't think when she was an olympian was like thinking that she was a woman no she she it's the same as like but we don't know because i'm not her right. so i don't know but that's where i feel like i don't think chimamanda was really taught like i guess she did use the vocabulary of like change but i think it's just more so of the experience like just because like in the same way that you use your privilege as a straight passing pansexual Mm -hmm. it's the same way that like they were able to use that privilege as a man like 
they just have that privilege like it is what it is right so it's like we need to recognize the fact that they were or they are trans it is a privilege i mean it's a privilege as far as navigating society but as far as like the internal turmoil that you would have to deal with which i can't even imagine or even speak on but it's like I I have never had to deal with any type of like I don't feel like this is my body or you know I don't feel Yeah, I mean of know? course the experience I definitely cannot speak on it but it's just to kind of like if you know if any of us were kind of or if at least if I were asked that question I feel like my answer wouldn't be so far away from what Chimamanda said really? in the sense that I just I really do think like it's time that within women's rights we kind of give the proper agency and like label to like all the different women that exist because without mm. if you just get clumped into women then it's like you have people like Megan Kelly representing you and that's the same woman <laughs> that Kelly? like interview or like what's her name Ramit uh, what is it the one who was making all these comments about like how black lives matter are like terrorist groups what's her name Romy oh my gosh I can't remember her name yeah. but anyway she was invited on Trevor Noah's show that oh, white girl oh um, my god oh, we'll tag I've even her. also forgotten you see she's not important but my energy is not yeah we were just not allowed but it's like now you have women like that who are supposed to be representing you for women's rights and it's just like are trash and like yeah that she's still a woman i know so that's what i'm saying but she is a white woman you see like now we're putting the label on trash black women and then we have black women and then we have trans women and so it's like i feel like when we say yeah, that's a white woman. That doesn't represent me as a black right, woman. That right. doesn't represent a, a trans woman. That doesn't represent even like, you know, Southeast non-black POC women. Like, yeah. then now society can be like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, we actually need to be more diverse. Like, we can't just say, oh, yeah, we have a woman in the group. Now it's diverse. Or, like, now it's, like, women's rights will be, you know, exalted because it's, like, all four of these white women. Like, no, we need to, like, once the label exists and it's, like, I am a trans woman, I am a black woman, I am a white woman, then now we can have all the seats at the table filled and actually discuss women's rights, you know? But when we just clump it all together, we can have any sort of person representing. I don't think we're clumping it all together. I just I think, think we we're, we're acknowledging what it is. Like, if you're... Like, being a trans woman doesn't make you any less of a woman. Of course. You know? It, you're, you're a woman, but your experience is just different. In the same way that a white woman's experience is different from mine as... But anyway, we should probably invite a trans person. Yeah, we should. So or they slide can speak into our themselves. comments. Cause yeah, like, because, like, this honestly, is all just speculation. Yeah, we are, we are speculating. And we're just, I think, badly stating our opinion on what Shimamanda said. Yeah. But yeah, so. I think it's just one of those things where you have to constantly... You have to constantly check yourself, you Word. know? Because it's like... If you don't check, like, or if you don't, like, kind of reflect on why you think the way you think, like, is it even important? Yeah, like, what are you doing in life? I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, But, yeah, I want to talk about how you feel, Bobo, about mm -hmm. the commodifying of queerness. Because even walking around, you know, we live in New York, so, of course, there's, like, the equinox the gym i don't know if anyone has heard of it but this is it's this really expensive gym 
that definitely a lot of like people from the LGBTQ community frequent and I think it's even yeah. owned by two um, <clears throat> gay men in Miami and uh, like brands like Nike and Google, Snapchat have really come forward and are like putting the, you know, the flags like as like emojis and like mm. adding it to their logo no, and I I'm do, they're doing campaigns like the be true to yourself with like Vogue dancers yeah, and like this. all these different things, but it's like the shoes are like $250 <laughs> and the package deal to get on Facebook is like 5.99 to get all the emojis and stuff. So it's like, how do you feel about all of this pride festive? Yeah, it's the same way I feel about every single holiday. Like no, okay. I operate under the assumption that corporations do not care about you because they don't. They care about their own pockets. However, if there is something that they can exploit for their own pockets, they will do it. And that's just what it is. Like, Google does not care about queer people. But then you could say the same thing of how come they don't, like, commodify off of the Black Lives Matter t-shirt. I mean, Nike kind of tried to by doing, like, the, you know, Black History Month sneaker, but it didn't really go anywhere. So... I just think it's kind of like... So Black Lives Matter is more like a movement, whereas Pride Month is more so... It's kind of like Black History Month, where uh, it's like, you know... It's not but a they holiday, still tried to commodify you know, it, like yeah, Nike like Black did. History Month, yeah. yeah, and like, and that's why I'm saying, like, they don't. None of these corporations care about Black history. They don't oh, care wow. about Black people, but they Queerness, know that I need month. to align myself with liberal thought because that's who our predominant customers are. That's where our coins come from. So anything that you do as a liberal. They're going to jump on the bandwagon so they can get your coins. But just know that <laughs> <laughs> they do not care. If queer people would die every day, what, what is Nike going to do? They are not going to take out a cent to help you, fam. Like, Google will not help you. So you're you not going to buy the black ass I will not buy a single... Why it's not? the same with, like, Thanksgiving. Like, they don't care to thank... Whoever it is, you're supposed to be thank. I don't. I actually don't even know what Thanksgiving is for. Okay, well, I that's mean, a completely different topic because Thanksgiving is actually like when you know the oh, white colonials yeah, came, came and like and, killed like, all the, land, the yeah, yeah all the Native Americans and, and now white people celebrate right, yeah mm-hmm, and get like a week off and school and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, it's just like no one actually none of these corporations care about anyone but themselves. But they will do whatever they need to do to increase their coins and so it's all just marketing it's all just branding wow i mean i kind of like that they do the campaigns though because i feel like the campaigns give like exposure and like money to like the the community yeah because like or at least for the nike campaign there was like this vogue dancer who was in like america's next best dance crew remember that dance show and well that's because it's in so you see how it's all all i'm saying is that it's self-serving and it's just like i don't see and this goes for philanthropy in general as far oh. as corporations no 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 so like the red so like the red campaign you do, don't you remember What's that one the red campaign? so the red campaign is like okay so i want to say maybe in like 2010 mm-hmm. gap apple like the red iphone 
you know, oh. like the one that goes to HIV and AIDS. I mean, that one is problematic because like not all the money goes to HIV and AIDS. Let me tell but, you my yeah. issues with corporations pretending to be philanthropic. They don't. First of all, a lot of it is branding, so yeah. it's just like. A, if you have good CSR, which is this corporate social responsibility, yeah, learn this in Moody, business school. That's what she wants to do. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Shout out to business school for putting me onto that whole spectrum of life. You get tax benefits, so that's A, as a corporation. <laughs> so you have to find something in order to like get your tax cuts. Yeah. In addition to that, I just find it really interesting how a company will donate. A million dollars to like child labor organizations, but then they pay their own employees eight dollars an hour. They treat them like trash. They get no benefit. I don't know. I just feel like that sort of philanthropy. So it's not philanthropy. It's it's branding. It's itself. It's kind of just <laughs> like the white people who are like, oh, I'm gonna go to Africa and build a house. Like, no, bitch, you're not doing anything for anyone. If you really care about people dying in poverty, like, go, go walk down the street. Like, America probably. Ooh, now I'm about to be problematic. Yep. <laughs> but. It's just a city like LA has more homeless people than like all of、Cape、South、Town. Africa combined. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, oh, you care about homelessness? Why not start at Skid Row? Yeah. Like, go to Skid Row, go to Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Because it's literally just streets of homeless people. Instead of pretending to care about homeless people by donating a million dollars to the homeless fund, so that seventy、yeah. percent of it can go to the president of the homeless fund, <laughs> and then like maybe the, like four percent, you know, like not even thirty percent, because like thirty percent is divided by amongst and the staff. And then it's like, yeah, let me get all of this press coverage. It's like I actually did a whole.、Um, I did a case study on Apple and their CSR, and like, you know how they were under fire because yeah, like in twenty ten, because like all the people who worked in the factories tried to、yeah. commit suicide. Literally, literally, <laughs> <laughs> like that was their solution. They put nuts, and then they had a whole like, you know, they really organized PR. Yeah, and they had this thing you could download like, to like、all. read on the factory、yeah. and why it's the best. And it's just like. Fuck all of you. But Honestly, what I will like, say, none though, none of you care. Just say it with your chest. Just say you don't care and stop pretending. Okay. So a lot of the times, though, and not to like just to play devil's advocate here, a、yeah. lot of the corporations, like it's not the corporation. It's not like J.P. Morgan or Apple itself that's like being trash. Like, of course, yes, because. They like they work with other companies because the factory is not owned by Apple, right? Yeah. The factory is owned by an outsourced company that Apple then hires, which the which the company then told Apple like, oh yeah, we don't work with that backdoor other company that hires the child like workers who make the phone. Right. But that was a lie. They still do, but it's like that's、Eggs. not directly to Apple. You get what I mean? It really、like、is. That's、though. not the fault of Apple because Apple is paying the factory, who then owns the other one and is telling them stop using the child soldiers. But it's like, are not the, yeah, stop, stop using the child soldiers in Congo to mine. Like, let's build、Listen. like a factory or something. So, so it's like, how do you kind of create that? 
negotiation between and I feel like it's it's happening at a, such a high level that's almost impossible for people to actually sit down and be like all right like this ne- now needs to stop like how can we actually get the child soldiers to stop yeah. mining for the minerals in Congo but these issues are not and I'll say this for like 90% of the world's issues they are not if we really wanted to solve world hunger like if we genuinely as a society were like we, we we're done we're done with this we cannot have anyone <laughs> being hungry like this is trash by tomorrow the shit would be solved but no one cares because money over everything fam <laughs> and like i get it like i get it we live in capitalism it's every money man for himself money over everything yeah like that is the slogan of western society like every yeah. man for himself it's money over bitches like that's how they go to sleep at night and it's like if apple cared about child labor then they would be like listen if any of you people are caught with child labor we're pulling everything we're pulling out everything if nike cared they'd be like listen we're pulling because if no one supported them then they wouldn't have any you know they'd have no choice but to be like but it's hey we need they to act ethically dollars i mean and this is where i'll like join you i was just playing devil advocate just cuz i wanted to see but mm. like the problem is that they rather than actually spending the coin to like make sure that the factory doesn't use the child soldiers exactly. or whatever they use it to get the pr to like hide the fact that they Listen. and it's like that's <laughs> not the point though like you know that's not the point that's not the point and at the same time as a citizen or as a like citizen of the world i do feel like i we to a certain extent just have to become complacent with this stuff yeah that's why i say i'm so numb to bullshit at this point like i'm at the point where i can watch so actually no i'm not at that point but i'm at the (laughs) point where like i can and i don't even watch the news because it's just trash but I can watch the news and see eight different stories of that just, I don't know, eight different stories that tell you in different ways yeah. how the world is trash. And I am unmoved. Yeah. I'm just unmoved. Like, nothing. And that's such a scary place to be. Like, can you imagine? Like, where did my humanity go? go and you your know? compassion. I mean, I don't know. And it's, it's something that, coming back to, like, the idea of, like, commodifying, like, queerness, it's just... I guess because, you know, everyone is looking to make their money and, like, we do live yeah. in a capitalist society. I I mean, it's interesting because, like, you, I want to say in, like, our African countries, like, yes, they have Western ideals, but they aren't, you know, Western societies in the sense that we do really care about community and, like, mm-hmm. everyone can go to their little shack whatever it is yeah whatever that's home you know so like to get the like the food and the care and the need that they want so it's like for me i wonder if like one day we could accept like gayness and queerness within like all of our african countries in the sense that like Let's we start care. with Uganda. I know, right? But Uganda is a different story because I feel like it's tied into religion. That's why they're yeah. crazy. But, like, yeah, they're just extreme for no reason. But, like, in a place like Kenya where it's, like, in the law, like, but it's, like, more... Ooh. Oh, really? So my question to you also is, do you feel like because you're a woman who's yeah. queer, like, your sort of Ooh, that's another privilege. And, oh, you think it's a privilege? I feel yeah. like gay men kind of have 
more of the like archetype of like yeah i'm gay and i'm proud whereas women are kind of like oh okay yeah no one really cares about like the lesbian no so this is what it is and this is why i think it's a privilege my queerness as a woman is not a threat to masculinity and so oh yeah it's accepted it's accepted in a very hypersexual and objectifying way. Yeah, and how does that make you feel? That makes me want to... I won't go into it. That literally kills me. Because whenever I meet a guy, <laughs> a straight guy, and I'm like... I mean, I don't just meet people and I'm like, Hi, I'm Bob and I'm gay as fuck. But like, if it comes up in conversation, and I'm like, Hey, fa- oh yeah, by the way... Because usually it, it always comes up because they say some problematic shit. And they're just like, oh, no homo though. And I'm like, oh, no homo? That's how you feel? Or they'll just say some shit like, oh, you know, I was walking down the street and this nigga tried to holler at me. And you know, I was just like nine trying to have... And I'm like, oh, why is that? Let's discuss. Why do you feel... And in those situations, that's where I'll be like, oh, by the way, I'm actually quite gay. And then the first thing they say, always, without fail, oh, so you do threesomes? <laughs> and I just find it so disgusting how men continue to be trash because it's like, even my sexuality, you think is for you. But wow, do you not think that's crazy. like related to the fact that women, and like you just said, it's like viewed in this like hypersexual way by like media's consumption so like when we look at lesbianness and like if that's a word i don't know if that's a word but like if we look at like like yeah Yeah. like on television shows or whatever it's always always been in this like very like super sexual way where it is threesomes and it is like you know girls but that's because of stuff like that but like i think that's pegged to like the media and then guys look at this and be like oh okay so if she says she's lesbian she's still down to be with me but it's like she also wants to have other women there too well i guess this goes back to the question of does society affect the media or does the media affect society um and so i think a lot of what you see in the media is just a reflection of what's happening in society that's why a lot of the media is so sexist because the overarching idea is that here is masculinity it is the norm you know yeah and femininity is subservient to that which which is why you can be a woman and be lesbian yeah. and not be a threat yeah. whereas if you're a guy and you're gay like now you're directly threatening the patriarchy you're directly threatening like hyper masculine because i remember speaking with a guy from ghana and he was like yeah gayness like for men is definitely banned but like no one cares if you're a lesbian yeah because it's just like oh that's cute okay, yeah. you know it's not even take it's just <laughs> it's like, like oh yeah. that's <laughs> that's your auntie yeah <laughs> or people think it's a phase and i'm like yeah nah, fam, my entire life i <laughs> i fucked with women like in fact, I'm more sexually attracted to women than I. I always tell tell this to guy like to guys, and I can just see the expressions on their face. Really, just like, <laughs> like I think that's what affects guys. Like as soon as I'm like, actually, yeah, um, I'm a lot more sexually attracted to women than I am to men, and I can just see the looks on their face. And like just they get like, excited wow. or they get no, like, they feel uh, so, so like. It's like me telling them, like, oh, you're trash in bed. You know? Oh, it's like, oh, I see. Yeah, and I I'm see. like, oh, that's so... You thought that I would be attracted to you, fam? <laughs> that's 
That is so cute. Wow. I guess I always just assume, it's interesting that you, like, your perspective is really interesting to what I actually thought, because I... I was under the assumption that, like, gay men kind of are just, like, the archetype for... I mean, and I want to say they kind of are the archetype and, like, the spokesperson for, like, gay rights in general. But I think it's because they yeah. are direct opposition to masculinity. Yeah, and like being Yeah, most, and, like, honestly. even, yeah, and even within, like, the African countries, like, in Kenya, I can speak on... Not that I really know about it, but I do know that, like lesbianity is mm. not taken seriously yeah. at all whereas like gay men because like there was a there's this club that's like notoriously just known for being like a gay bar and they actually tried to put on like an actual gay <laughs> event like you know like like i feel like in kenya we're very silent about that you know like we'll see things like we'll see guys holding hands but, like no one's gonna say anything because it's like yeah. you don't want the the rumor to come out and be like oh yeah Equa started the rumor and you know she was oh, wrong so now yeah. it's like oh wow I'm not gonna tell you anything anymore because like you lie about shit so you so no one really talks about it like that but they'll look and then talk maybe amongst themselves at home but they won't really openly be like ah you know yeah so the club tried to put on an actual gay event and like made Floyd flyers about the fact like <laughs> oh yeah lesbian gay people. and that's when it got shut down and like the no, minister it got yeah shut down? oh yeah I got oh yeah I got shut down because the problem is that like not like because the minister there's this minister of um he's the worst guy ever um <laughs> he's apparently the, he's like the minister of like censorship mm-hmm. and like you know whatever and it was just like, yeah, we can't have this in, like, Kenyan society. Like, the flyers had to be taken down. Like, the security came, like, the day the party was supposed to happen. And they were like, no. yeah, that party is definitely not happening. So, like, <laughs> you guys just let them know. Like, people show up, tell them that your club is closed. Like, it's not opening today because the party's not happening. I am so, sh- I'm actually sure. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm, it was crazy. Wow. It was just interesting because it's like, not that the, like, the club, nothing, the club is still there. Like, nothing happened to the club. People still know that it's a gay bar. So, like, I forget the day that the party happened, but I feel like the next day it was open again and, like, gay people showed up again. But it's like the moment that you make it clear, like, this is a space for gay people, like, preferred gay people first. That's when it became a problem. You see? So it's like, that was very interesting to me because it's like, I think, especially like for Africans, Mm -hmm. like, I think we don't care that it's happening. We just care when and now it's like a reflection or like it's more open and seen. Right. Like now it's visible, you know? Like no one cares what you do with a man like at your home. But in public. That's why there's so, I feel like in Africa, there are so many undercover people who, yeah, like, make... Of course. You know, who, like, are definitely gay, lesbian, whatever, but because of who they are and, like, the, their reputation's sake, yeah, they pretend to be married and then have, like, a side guy and side or side chick on the side, you know? And, like, that's really, what kills me because yeah. it's, like, that's what continues, like, the spread of STDs and, like, the spread of... Because it's, like... If you're lying to other people or lying about like who you are and like not coming out and not being forward and not being like proud of it then it's like you're actually hindering the life of like somebody else yeah Yo. you know so like that's why i ask you so bobo have you come out to like your parents your other family members 
I mean, there's never been a coming out for me just because, like, it's just such a banal. Because for me, having, and this is another privilege of mine that I acknowledge, because I've grown up in such liberal spaces, that means queerness was never something that was taboo. Okay. So it was just another part of my identity. It was just like, yeah, I have brown skin, but I'm, I also like women. Oh, wait, I actually like her too, and she's trans. Oh, wait, I like her too, and she, you know? So for me, it's just been like, and it also just came with the realization that I'm sapiosexual. So okay. it's just another part of my identity, really. That so like, in the same way that I've never come out about being, never had to come. In fact, I was actually for a long time a lot more embarrassed about being an artist. Really? Yeah, but I've never been embarrassed about being queer. Wow. Yeah, it took me like it really only like to your parents and your family. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean. Well, I don't, because I'm African, so we don't talk about relationships at all. Like, it's wow. not like I'll come home and be like... <laughs> but so, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A, a boyfriend, or yeah, I have, you know... But, like, what? let's say, like, you do get to into a serious relationship. Yeah, and, I would, like, it would be... And, like, I you mean, would even, introduce your family yeah, to Yeah, I them. wouldn't even be, like, phased about it. Oh, you wouldn't... Okay, you wouldn't yeah. be phased about it. And, what, like, they for me, it's not even about, about the gender. I mean, just the, the thought of me ever introducing bae to my parents like that guy or girl has to be just spectacular i don't know just because they're it's not really to do with the gender it's oh, wow. just to do with that's like so bob dating you know i feel like that is something that's very rare like i don't think that's yeah. something that i mean i believe yeah i want to believe that that's <laughs> the same sort of experience that even anyone in my family would have yeah but i feel like yeah yeah, amongst I, feel, yeah I feel like oh black Africans, people in general what do you think about this whole rare. idea of like the gay agenda in black i see a lot oh of oh my god <laughs> and it kills me so much like can like, you just destroy hotels <laughs> how can we get rid of them oh my god that's hilarious like just i just feel so like they are damage. so scared of their masculinity it, it's incredible like, like they're so the gay scared agenda. of it like who, to the point that they fam? have to like oh people are turning gay like men are wearing crop tops yeah like why are you so pressed? love themselves and like they're like god is like punishing us so he's you like know, instead of no, you to focus on your beard that God refuses to connect, why like, why that? are you pressed about someone else's genitalia? Like, what are you doing, fam? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I like, I never understood that. That agenda was just jokes. Yeah, that had to be jokes. Like, there's but no way. What about you and dating? Like, could you ever date? or just a guy who's not straight i know like frank ocean oh my gosh yeah, when he came out i was so sad i won't lie <laughs> let's discuss i was so sad because like i just feel like honestly he's, bi, he's not i know gay. but it's like you could cheat on me with another man that's a this is another question i have for you straight people being straight sounds exhausting just because there seems to be like levels to <laughs> cheating like i don't know and i was there's this there's this dumbass boy that i was entertaining um for a couple of minutes wow shout out to him hope he listens <laughs> i know i'm gonna send him this but basically we were talking about cheating um and yeah so basically i was just like this was the part of the conversation where i was like oh yeah by the way 
I'm not straight. Um, and he was like, oh, so, of course, he was like, oh, so do you do threesomes? So we went through all that. And then he's like, oh, are you dating a woman right now? And I'm like, nah, I'm actually, I'm quite single. Um, and then we just started talking about, like, dating hypotheticals. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, because we started talking about hypotheticals and, like, cheating and all that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in both men and women, but, like, whatever it is. It's just, it is what it is. And he was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm cool as long as, you know, my girl doesn't cheat on me with another guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can, you can cheat on me with a girl and like, you know, I'll be cool with it. But if you, and I just don't understand, no. but like I've cheated on you either way. Yeah. I've chosen someone regardless of their gender. Like, yeah, I feel like that's definitely guys. Please like write in our comments like why that affects yeah. you. Because I would de- like if he cheated on me. Like with if I cheat on girl, you with a woman, I've still cheated, cheated on, on you, me fam. with another guy. If he cheated yeah, on me with a trans like woman, it like he has cheated on me, and I just that's why I feel like I can't be with someone who's bisexual because <laughs> now there's too many more options of them to cheat on me with, and I'll feel even worse about it like being with wow, you. Wow, so you're really not being with a pansexual um, like that. Really not wow. being with a pansexual, just because I know that, like, I don't know, like, I just feel like you know, as relationships go forward, like when you think about who's really like for you or not, and now you have to look at like all the options that they kind of choose from. It's like infinite for like someone who's bisexual. Yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> it's like <laughs> they can go for a guy, they can go for but a girl. It's, okay, like, I don't want to have to compete with Coming all of that. Coming from experience, it's really not infinite for me because I don't know. I'm just but not the, attracted the, to a lot of. There are so many people that. But I'm would not you say to. though that the spectrum of the people that you are attracted to is greater than that of a straight person? I think the types of people is greater, but as far as my actual options are a lot less. What? So let me put it like this. As a pansexual, sapiosexual, and I feel like a lot of pansexual people that I meet also identify as sapiosexual, so I should explore that. Yeah. But one thing we always agree on is that our options just seem to be so much less because I feel like if... For a lot of people, they subscribe to the idea of, like, love at first sight or, like, if you're attracted to someone physically, then, you know, you can take it from there. For me, it just literally... You could literally look like Idris Elba and I will be so unmoved until you open your mouth. And we can talk about quantum physics and the electromagnetic spectrum and the intersection. You know, I need to hear about, like, can you drop, like queer theory gender theory in your own terms like can you construct can you like like, synthesize things yeah like do you have critical thinking skills like all of those requirements i'll call them that i feel like are such a rarity in human beings whereas i feel like it's a little bit more common to have the overarching requirements to be like personality or like looks whereas for me looks just really as you know all of my exes have been mad just (laughs) wildly unattractive yeah 
And that's because, it's, and that's like also why I'm perpetually single because I'm just unimpressed by, <laughs> like as soon as someone opens their mouth, I'm just like, oh, well that thinking was just not nuanced. Like that just didn't demonstrate any sort of critical thing. You know, like this is everything that I'm thinking about on a Bay audition. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. so I just feel like this, the types of people are a lot more for me. But, but like the options the amongst, options. yeah, are like 0.000000001%, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's real bad. <laughs> On that note, though. I know. Yeah, no, we've really got, we this was supposed really to be a half hour episode. <laughs> no, I think that what we decide or what we've now discovered is that coexistence Coexisting can mm-hmm. actually be a thing between the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community Word. and the straight community, at least within Black people. Like oh, I think within Black people. I yeah, I don't think that white people will accept the fact that like okay, Gabrielle Sidibe wants to be lesbian, or really? like Why? I don't That's think so I don't I don't think so. But I think just through our conversation, we can definitely because I don't have any prejudice against you, yeah. nor do you do I. So but we're we're progressive, liberal, open-minded human beings. Okay, so you know, yeah, I do. Re- I do know that like religion ties into this a lot. But what I'm learning is that like, yes, religion isn't everything. But it's like you also have to make that choice, fam. Like, are you gonna be? Are you gonna put your religion in everything, or are you actually gonna just live and be your religion? If that makes sense. So like, yes, I'm Christian, but like God is love. So like, I should love also. So, like, as I show that love, like, they will progress in their own way. And, like, yes, you can only do so much to, like, save other people. Like, people are going to decide for themselves, you know? It's like that quote, like, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. So it's, like, all of those different things. That's why I feel like through this conversation, coexisting within the straight and LGBTQ community can happen. So happy Pride Month. Yeah, on that note. Afro-lit listeners, (laughs) let us know how you feel about this topic, about if you are queer, whether you're not queer, or if you, any of the things that we discussed today just, you know, made you feel something. Let us know. We always are open. And if you have a topic idea that you want us to discuss, hit us up also. Our email will be in the description box. So let us know. Or you can tweet at us at It's, it's Afro Lit. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Wow, I almost forgot. I know. What? Make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. On to SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. And iTunes, to follow us on Twitter. Every single thing, fam. All three. We should do like a giveaway or something. I we know, right? Tweet and the first <laughs> 10 people <laughs> will get Louboutins. On Bobo's Instagram budget, because you know now she doesn't want to go to Tahiti, but she can afford Louboutins. Wow. Good to know. It's lit. Bye.